Welcome to the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network, the podcast 10 for 10, which brings you the week's top 10 compliance stories curated together in one podcast each week. Tom Fox, the voice of compliance, brings you the compliance professional stories you need to be aware of at the end of your busy week. Sit back and in 10 minutes, hear about the stories every compliance professional should be aware of. Every Saturday, 10 for 10 highlights the most important news, insights, and analysis for the compliance professional, all curated by the voice of compliance, Tom Fox. Get your weekly filling of compliance stories with 10 for 10. Hosted by Tom Fox, 10 for 10 is a production of the award-winning Compliance Podcast Network. Top compliance stories for the week ending, January 13, 2024. First up, from the Washington Post, uh, an opinion piece by columnist Jennifer Rubin, which discusses the uh, publicly announced corruption of Donald Trump while he was president. Trump has admitted he took payments from China and Saudi Arabia while he was in the White House. And um, he said, of course, he got paid for doing something because that's what he does. A pretty amazing um, statement from Trump, which, of course, his supporters think, well, that's, of course, that's what you do when you're president. You get paid off by foreign governments, even if it's inflated prices for staying at your hotel. But Jennifer Rubin says that this question should be front and center in the campaign. Too bad the magma hat-wearing idiots that support him don't understand that. Uh, next up from Reuters, the English, venerable English law firm of uh, Clyde & Company was fined 500,000 pounds this week for multiple breaches of AML regulations related to a long-standing but unidentified client. A client only identified as Company A in relation to 14 transactions between 2014 and 2018. Uh, the company was uh, involved in the shipping industry, and uh, Clyde and Company said, quote, it sincerely regrets any compliance failings, end quote. Um, so uh, the firm also said it has significantly enhanced its risk management and regulatory compliance capabilities. It equals the uh, previous largest SRA fine against uh, Locklord. Next up from... Bloomberg, a tri-figurar, rather a uh, representative, former employee of PetroEcuador, the Ecuadorian state oil company, testified that he had been paid bribes by the world's three biggest oil trading companies. The toll group admitted in 2020 it paid bribes, and the rival Gunvor Group has disclosed it faces an investigation, but he also disclosed for the first time that Trifigura paid him bribes. So now we have three instances, uh, three disclosures of bribe paid. It was previously unannounced if Trifigura was under investigation. I certainly hope they have self-disclosed because if they did not, they're going to be in a world of hurt, particularly after uh, two of their competitors did. Next up from the FCPA blog, Harry Cashin, continuing the tradition of his 
uh, father, founder, and editor emeritus of the FCPA blog, Dick Casson, breaks the story of SAP paying the Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission some $222 million to settle um, FCPA violations in a variety of countries in Africa and Asia. Uh, there was also a deal with the South African government um, for a credit back for monies paid uh, to them in penalties as well. So a major FCPA settlement. Uh, and, of course, uh, Boeing. Uh, as reported by Reuters, Boeing, the fallout from its 737 MAX debacle where uh, part of the plane blew out in midair, um, is uh, investigations ongoing, but Boeing CEO Dave Calhoun acknowledged errors by the plane maker as more than 170 jets were grounded for, for uh, the week, telling the company that they had to ensure the accident uh, like um, that happened to Air, Alaska Airlines never happened again. So a huge blow for Boeing, um, uh, just a devastating uh, blow for their attempts to rebuild their culture uh, clearly, they are not putting safety first, uh, and the 737 MAX continues to be an uh, incredibly snake-bitten plane. Our next story comes to us from Bloomberg, yet again, which reports that <clears throat> the Singapore anti-graft body has sent a has sent minister's case to the prosecutors. It is the completion of a month-long investigation into a corruption case involving one of the city nation's highest-ranking ministers, making progress on a probe that shook up the city known for clean governance. The Corrupt Practices Investigation Bureau has completed its investigation, and the matter is currently being reviewed by the Attorney General's Chambers. It involves the um, Minister um, of Transportation, Iswar Ron. Uh, he is the first senior minister to be embroiled in a graft probe since... 1986. Next up, what happens when de-risking leads to new risks? And a very interesting article in the Wall Street Journal that uh, reports that de-risking China-reliant supply chains is creating yet new risks. Um, but um, And that's why compliance professionals need to continually assess their risks because if you de-risk, and move to some other form of supply chain, whether it might be, you could conceivably get new or bigger risks. And that's what many companies are finding out as they try to uh, make their supply chains more resilient in light of the current U.S. competition slash coming conflict with China. Um, so uh, that's the significance. Equally important to show why you need to continually assess your risks. Uh, continuing our China theme from CNN Business, um, Chinese leader Xi Jinping has vowed to go after, quote, flies and ants, end quote, as part of an intensifying anti-corruption campaign that will target industries such as finance, energy, and infrastructure. China will tackle the hidden risks and increase punishment for people who offer bribes. Um, this is, uh, while there's been an overwhelming victory, he believes, the situation remains complex. And I think this really speaks to the overall invidious nature of uh, corruption and how in countries such as China, it is literally embedded all the way down 
in the business chain. Next up, a story, uh, another story from the uh, Washington Post, and this one is yet another story about the 737 MAX, and it reports that government regulators are taking a very uh, jaundiced eye looking at this. The uh, FAA is has opened an investigation and uh, really speaks to uh, what the Boeing CEO tried to articulate when he said they have to do better as a company and it's going to cost Boeing money and it's going to cost them uh, market share as well. And our final story comes to us from the New York Times and really at the heights of hubris, you have to give him credit. Uh, Senator Bob Menendez says the fact that he had gold bars, um, lots and lots of gold bars at his house is a sign of him being a statesman and that people come to him because they know he's a guy that can get things done. Well, if you're paying to get things done, Senator Menendez, that's called a bribe. And when a foreign government does it, that makes it even worse. It's not the sign of being a statesman. Very Donald Trump-ish, if one can say. But uh, Senator Menendez is fighting all of the charges, says that uh, he's done nothing wrong, and all those gold bars Long to he and his wife because he's such a good statesman. So, good luck, Senator Menendez. Much for listening to this episode of 10 for 10. As I mentioned in prior episode, this is the one request I've received most often from podcast listeners of the Daily Compliance News to put together a summary at week's end so that every compliance professional can catch up on the news quite quickly. So I hope you will subscribe, rate, and review this new podcast edition to the Compliance Podcast Network family, 10 for 10. If you've got an idea for a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I start many shows based upon ideas from listeners. So give me a shout. You can reach me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. 10 for 10 is a proud member of the Compliance Podcast Network.